With the war in Ukraine going into its 25th day, Russia isn't budging, or rather Putin isn't, nor are the Ukrainian forces against the indeterminate advances by the Russian troops, which are always bogged down by fierce Ukrainian resistance. News leaks over the past week are suggesting that Russia is running out of resources, of food, ammunition, armaments, and that Russia is seeking help from China. News of that request has leaked into the Western news outlets, of course, courtesy of the American intelligence community. China has denied it outright, but on the heel of this news, Joe Biden, the American president, conducted a two-hour call with the Chinese president, demanding that China does not provide Putin and his war machine with any assistance, rather threatening in an undiplomatic tone that the consequences could be serious for China. China, of course, is not having any of that. Even the Chinese foreign minister came out denouncing the harsh, unprecedented sanctions that the West has imposed on Russia. On the other hand, and as analysts have been expecting, Putin is waiting for some breakthrough to capitalize on. A senior Turkish official who has been privy to communications between President Erdogan of Turkey and Putin said that Putin's response to the Turkish president revealed that he wasn't ready for talks with Ukraine, or the West even, for the time being. That is very much consistent with what observers around the world have been anticipating. That Putin has realized over the past three to four weeks that his war machine wasn't as powerful or efficient as he imagined. That they couldn't cut through Ukraine in a matter of days as he expected. Still, he cannot withdraw his troops now without a significant victory. Or a major Ukrainian or Western concession. Something he could sell to his people and his inner circle of senior officers in the government and the military. He cannot afford to appear weak or defeated. And as an indication of Putin's efforts to capitalize on any form of success, true or symbolic, Russia used its newest supersonic missiles to bombard a Ukrainian ammunition center. And in contrast to Russia's policy of obfuscation and censorship of all news related to the war, the Russian state media openly publicized the use of this new advanced weapon. Russia is showcasing to the West its military capabilities and at the same time boosting the morale of the Russian patriots to bolster their confidence in their army and the government and keep their hopes of winning the war swiftly. Meanwhile, not only the Western governments try to punish Russia's economy. Individuals in groups around the world particularly, of course, in Europe, are trying to connect the Russian people with the realities of the war in Ukraine. One group provides a service enabling Westerners to send messages directly to Russian civilians to impart a Russian side to the conflict, all the while trying to make the Russians believe that, in fact, that there is an invasion of Ukraine by the Russian forces. While hacktivists or activist hackers conduct operations that undermine Russia's internet infrastructure, bringing down delivery services 
and local banking and payment services. Those hacking activities intend to make the lives of the Russians harder and to make them feel the pinch of the war that their army is bringing on the Ukrainians. It's some sort of an attack on Russia's and Putin's internal front to undermine the morale of the Russians, which over time would creep to the Russian troops fighting in Ukraine. All those efforts, of course, work in conjunction with an assortment of Cold War tactics, like the BBC relaunching its shortwave radio transmission to relay Western information to the Russians after their government had blocked conventional Western sources of information, including social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And a very integral part of this ongoing war is the migrants' dilemma. Russia, in conjunction with Belarus, has over the past few years explored the possibility of flooding Europe with migrants. Belarus last year flew in thousands of refugees from the Middle East and sent them to the Polish border to create a migrants' crisis in the EU. In contrast to 2015, the EU states were united in the refusal to accept any refugees. But this time around, European feelings toward the Ukrainian refugees are obviously much more sympathetic. Poland, which has been one of the most antagonistic countries in Europe towards refugees, opened its doors to accept the Ukrainians. More than 3 million refugees left Ukraine to flood the European countries. And the country accommodating the majority of those people is Poland. So Putin is not only waging a war on Ukraine by his troops, but is also waging an economic and social war on Europe by exporting those millions of jobless, traumatized people who need food, accommodation, and even jobs. The EU will be consumed, organizing and integrating, not just financially, but psychologically as well, those large numbers of Ukrainians particularly those thousands and hundreds of thousands of people who have arrived in the past week and the upcoming weeks, many of them coming from besieged cities that were pummeled by Russian missiles and bombardments. And perhaps this is also one of the strategic reasons why China is propping up Russia, because the longer the war continues, the more migrants will flood Europe. And that will affect the EU countries economically and socially to China's advantage. Because that will be reflected in elections which might destabilize the whole of the European Union. And that may give impetus to further secessionist movements like Brexit, which is of course a joint strategic goal of Russia and China. So Europe and the European Union have been wasting decades trying to grow up economically without figuring out a way to unify their governance system and to upgrade their military. They discounted the possibility that Putin might risk the stability of his regime by waging a war in Europe. Yet, that is exactly what he is doing right now. That's it for today. Thank you for listening and catch you on the next one. Goodbye.